Welcome to iHeartGeek. And it's another episode of iHeartGeek. Yeah. The She-Hulk edition. Yeah, yeah. I'm Courtney Miskiki Page, and I've got Kevin, Tyler, and Blyze here with me today. And that's right, guys. We're going to be talking about She-Hulk Episode 3 in Floor. Forgive us, please. We all got super busy and did not get a chance to cut you an episode for a just Episode 3. But that's okay, because that means you get a twofer today. Double the trouble. All right, you guys. Double the trouble. This one's going to be three and a half hours long. Sometimes hanging on the couch with a certain two people takes a little bit of time out of your day and you don't have a time to record an episode. Absolutely. Busy, busy. Anyways, how is everybody doing today? Kevin, how are you this afternoon? Doing well. Doing well. Life is good. Good season. Ready to talk about She-Hulk. That's right. Tyler, how about you? Doing good. No complaints. Awesome. Awesome. And blah. Been a great weekend. We had D23 this weekend. A lot of good yeah, we stuff. Did. A lot of a lot good of stuff good coming stuff. down the, the pipeline. So I'm super stoked for what we got. Yep. And we pushed, we posted a bunch of that on our Facebook page. So if you guys are curious, go check it out and you'll see some of the stuff. I mean, all you have to do is just open up the internet and you'll find out whatever's going on at D23. The internet's so good get, for that. The yeah. good for that. So let's get into it. She-Hulk episode three and four. Let's start with episode three. A lot of good stuff that happened in this one. We go to court and we get a meal and we get Rune to the Light Witch. And we get something else that was completely thoroughly and unexpected. So let's get some overall thoughts. We'll talk about we <laughs> we start off with that that scene in the Department of Damage Control where she's trying to get Blonsky on parole, even though there's that footage of Wong in the Shang-Chi episode. So let's go ahead and let's get some thoughts. Tyler, how did you feel about basically just how did you feel about episode three in general? We're going to play a loosey-goosey today, kids, so hang on for the ride, listeners. Oh, uh, no, episode <laughs> three was uh, it's fun. I mean, that's what the show has been the whole time. Fun. And episode three had a lot of that. Um, I will say episode four, I think, was the best episode yet. A so um, yeah. lot of good stuff, a lot of cool stuff. But episode three, for sure. Yeah, no, it was, it was quite mm-hmm. entertaining. A lot of laugh-out-loud parts. Mm-hmm. Agreed. We get Wong in this episode finally, and we get that great fourth wall break in the car where she mentions, I know you all want to see Wong. Uh, I think my favorite Wong moment is that we found out he was a Target sales associate at one point in time. Yeah. Not what I expected of Wong. No. But there you go. Kevin, how about you? How did you feel about episode three? And we all, we this is Wong's podcast, and we're all here for it. Oh, do everything. <laughs> Listen, She-Hulk said it perfectly in episode four, no, we're about three, but she said that it's Wong is Twitter protection for a week. And so, I mean, if we can yeah. just keep him <laughs> there, um, it's just, God, I love Wong so much. But um, just great, great episode, great show all the way around so far. Um, I know we're going to talk about the end credit scene a little bit uh, yeah, for that episode. Yep. But, uh, man, what a fun funny show it's an it's such an mm-hmm. enjoyment to watch it really is 
Blyes, how about you? How was your, what are your thoughts on, on three? We'll get into the meat of three in just a minute. I just went for those generals. I think three was a prime example of how this show is a law show. We had two different cases yeah. in this, in this mm-hmm. show we had mm-hmm. um, going on simultaneously. Like at one point in the episode, we're jumping back and forth between her case with Blonsky and um, it, it's oh. pug, right? Pugs pug, case yeah, with pugs. Dennis. So yeah. That's it right. really is uh, um, a law show at the at its yeah. core, and then you have all the the Marvel things going on around it, and all the things with her and stuff. But the fact that they keep bringing in these these cases that she's working on. So episode one, she was in her her case that um, got uh, messed up by uh, Titania, um, and then I don't remember if there was one and two, but now you have three. You've got two going on simultaneously, and then we'll get into the one that's going on in in four as well. So it's mm-hmm. just, um, it's really cool to see them keep that theme. Cause it w- would be easy, right? It would be easy for them to do a case and then you, you take a storyline and you roll with it and then you go off into something else. Um, but to just keep it at that, that core, I really, really enjoy mm-hmm. that about the show. Well, this is what we wanted, right? Like mm-hmm. we wanted to see what the MCU is now after everything i think this is the first time we're actually getting a peek behind the curtain of what happened when there's not these crazy big world events is that life just happens and the mm-hmm. fact that we have a new new court case every single week mm-hmm. i mean that's just mm-hmm. that's great new yeah. kinds of craziness and uh, mm-hmm. not even just normal court cases they're court, they're fun because they're court cases that have to do with superhuman and yeah. enhanced individuals so mm-hmm. just the case with dennis the fact that it's about uh as guardian shape-shifting <laughs> royalty sprite like that's completely out of mm-hmm. left field but they mm-hmm. took it and they made it in a fun way that really shows you that in this world where as guardians now live on earth and there's more of like a hodgepodge of of beings on this planet mm-hmm. <laughs> there's yeah. all sorts of outlandish things that are going on well so and fun. what 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 I'll say about that is this is the first time in the MCU that we see light elves. They are the opposite of yeah, the dark, right. elves dark elves that we saw in the dark world. Good point. Um, but we, I don't know if she's the, she's the perfect example or if she's the exception, <laughs> but apparently their moral compass isn't any better than dark elves are. So. <laughs> but I mean, it just, she was i thought runa was funny personally i really i thought that was hilarious all the shape-shifting um i you know we all know a guy like dennis who actually believes he could land someone like megan the stallion so Mm -hmm. just the sheer thought that they played off the fact that he's just so egotistical and i know that tyler likes likes dennis and all of dennis's little uh quirks (laughs) His comments about how say, funny say he is. like Dennis. Well, like, yeah. like, a, like a throat punch, either. Dennis. Then, <laughs> it's like looking in a mirror, but, right, Tyler? Yeah, yeah. You know, just ask my wife <laughs> how we met. Yeah, uh, so I mean, that was, yeah, I enjoyed that. And I mean, the other thing that's really fun that went on in this too is that they really, the writers, another, I mean, like Kevin mentioned, that happens in in episode four, where we talk about how long is Twitter armor for the week. Yeah. They also, they go after 
all of the Twitter furor that happened when they announced yeah. the She-Hulk TV show. And some of them, I feel that they just literally just pulled right from Twitter and put onto the put onto the screen. Now, a couple of minor Easter eggs that that are deep cuts, which may not be true. They may just be something. A couple of the tweets come from Dom the Bounty Hunter, which could be Domino, who we know is a partner of Deadpool, and Deadpool's part oh. of the MCU now. Wow. And there's... Um, yeah, so there's some of the commenters names on those on those tweets kind of coincide with Marvel characters. But that's something that this show has been doing consistently though, yeah. where there's little nods here and there to various and sundry other characters that might show up. I mean, another one that we noticed is we when we go back to the Blonsky case, we see that the name of the lawyer that put him in prison to begin with is then is goes by the name of Gideon Wilson in the comic books. Gideon Wilson is Sam Wilson's brother. Yep. But in yep. this particular case, I think it's just a name they decided to reuse. And, and this show seems to be the kind of show that they can do that with. And it's a lot of fun. It's, it's deep cuts, but it's also very tongue in cheek. Going, and hey, it's guys, Marvel. They can come right back go. around <laughs> to that. Exactly. All of a sudden, we got Sam's dad or yeah, brother or whatever. Um, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so we have all that good stuff happening on, and we have the two the two trials, and we have Wong finally showing up and helping to get Blonsky out. If he follows, you need the inhibitor. You have to do this. You have to do that. Kevin, now, wait, you got a thought? Wait, bring me. Bring me. Wait a second. But how did we get Wong? Wong is her secretary, her paralegal sent him a <laughs> thirst trap, and then he that's shows a, up. <laughs> like, what, that's how we got a hold what of kind of what kind of thirst trap was it? Remember, it was a her with a bunch a of picture books. of her with a big yeah. stack of books. That did it though, <laughs> and man, I mean, he showed oh, up. Wongers. Got a random All right, I'm here. I don't know <laughs> if you guys caught this, but after that episode premiered, the actress went on her twitter and posted herself with like a stack of books and she's like oh here's the God, picture yeah. i sent wong yeah. i love it so I funny love it. it's it's fun it's cool to see the actors and actresses having fun doing this and we, we'll talk a little bit about the post-credit scene and why that actually came about and like the behind the scene images that we saw mm -hmm. but you you can tell that the people that are working on these projects are having fun with it. Yeah. It doesn't seem to yeah. be mm -hmm. one of those things where you hear, well, like everything's strict and no nobody's having a good time. Like no. this show and Miss Marvel have really shown that like, they're just having fun with these, these shows mm -hmm. and they're pumping out and you can feel it. You can feel mm -hmm. it in the quality of the show. Yeah. It's really showing that the MCU has a sense of humor, which Marvel has a sense of humor. I mean, this, Absolutely. this character's very much so throughout her, her timeline, same with Deadpool. And so that's what makes these super fun. So before we get to that end credit scene, I know Tyler wants to talk about those four guys who showed up at the yep. end of episode three. Tyler, take it away. I just thought it was really interesting. In episode three, we get the wrecking crew which is just a ridiculous introduction like who, who would have expected the wrecking crew but yeah i mean it fits because they work you know for red hood or for hood and they work for uh the, uh, the leader at some point they work for mm -hmm. so many different people you know there's a crime syndicate that usually loses every fight 
normally they're they're mm-hmm. fighting Thor and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. uh, they also go up against Daredevil and Punisher. Yeah, yeah, they go up against the the defenders. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so it's not unexpected, I guess, mm-hmm. but it just it was just absurd in the way they showed up. That was definitely mm-hmm. not the comic book accurate wrecking crew that. <laughs> what's crazy too is that those characters that you said that they've worked for in the past we just got confirmation about those characters at d23 this weekend we got yeah. confirmation of the hood we the got hood confirmation of the leader coming back so in yep. yep. iron you were right on you were right on the pulse with that one man mm-hmm. yeah man mm-hmm. uh, you know and then they come and they try to extract her blood mm-hmm. uh of course she's impenetrable the needle bends it doesn't work mm-hmm. um yeah, that's that's interesting to think about where they're going with that. You know, yeah, where where where, where are we going to end up? Because you know they get in the van and it didn't work. Oh, the boss is mad. You know who's the boss? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, and I the think other... they're at the end of the day. I've been wrestling with like different directions, but I think at the end of the day we're going to find out they're hired by the leader. Um, just it would make sense. He knows what the Hulk's blood can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know he's already obviously you know he's suffering mm-hmm. from the side effects of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, what what he could be up to, I don't know. We'll have to wait yeah. and see. But I think that's it is doing. it is also worthy <laughs> to note that there there is one run um, where the wrecking crew almost beat her. So yeah. there is a moment where they do actually all, normally, as Tyler says, they tend to get the snot beat out of. Them. Yeah, but there was there was a run, and I I forgive me, guys, I don't remember what the comic number was, but there was a moment where they almost beat the beat her to death so they you know now, there i is think mo- the origin the origin made- might have changed a little with that crack i don't i don't know if that was serious or not but it's like well- <laughs> robin as guardian construction crew and they're like well, well yeah yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> yeah that's not so. quite how it went in the comics when they got their power but i mean whatever they still got absurd you know an enchanted and cobalt, i mean you know <laughs> the, the, the enjoy the one thing that i really enjoyed too is she's sitting there little bitty five foot nothing Jen Walters mm-hmm. is like, oh no, oh no, oh wait a minute. Oh and yeah. She remembers, oh yeah, I can be a six foot seven green girl that can kill all of yep. you, and she just does her thing. So I well, thought that was fun. And that's what's interesting about like a show like this and where we're at in the MCU is is what was Michael Keaton's character? Is the Vulture? Yes. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah. He was the Adrian Vulture. Jones. Well, and he created his stuff from from the wreckage of the alien stuff. So we're, we should start seeing more and more crazy, mm-hmm. interesting tech. If you remember mm-hmm. Multiverse of Madness, um, I forgot Earth, whatever one, with, with the Fantastic Four and Illuminati, their world was more advanced than what we are now by like Eight a lot. Something. You know? Uh-huh. And uh, it's just interesting that we're going to start walking into this the more mm-hmm. crazier stuff. You know? That's a good point because there's also, we also know that there's, there's Chitauri tech that, mm-hmm. you know, has been yeah. around since, since the Avengers one, there's Eternals tech, you know, there's all of this, this various tech that's laying around. So yeah, it would make sense that this stuff would start to become more incorporated into other people and other beings as we move along with this. You know, so, you guys yes. have triggered. I know we're gonna we're gonna talk about theories and stuff like towards the tail end yeah, of this episode. Yeah, we're gonna go episode, on a tangent, guys. So but bear with us. Think about who owns all of that tech. The DODC. What yeah, were we just talking about yesterday? Department of Damage Control. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, and someone 
someone, I, I read something of a theory where what is this inhibitor thing that Emil is going to have to wear? Is it right. similar to what Bruce created and had yeah, that on was a, that came out of left in field. the car? Yeah, what is this inhibitor well, thing? And and if got the inhibitor, the idea. yeah, if the inhibitor works, who's to say that's not going to end up turning on Jen at some point in time? Which sure. is a possibility. Exactly. So, mm -hmm. I mean, there's there's a lot of that stuff. There is that what well, mm -hmm. for all the fun, there is those those dark implications for things as well that goes in. So before we jump into episode four, let's talk about the end credit scene. We have mixed body, reactions. Yaddy, 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 yaddy. Yep, we have mixed reactions <laughs> on the end credit scene from the panel. But yep, we get to see She-Hulk oh, twerking Lord. with Megan the Stallion. And listeners, I have to inform yep. you that I was the only one who knew who Megan the Stallion was. Oh, the boys was. didn't know. I knew who she was. I knew, I I knew a couple of her songs. Mm. Okay, they're changing. I, I had no, I had no idea who it was. Zero <laughs> idea who that was. <laughs> so, anyways, Blyze knows a little bit about the backstory that goes into this. Um, I know that Kevin is not a fan of the scene, but he has a valid reason why. Kevin, you want to tell us why? You're not well, yeah, first of all, I'm not like a lot. Of, I mean, it's a fun show. They're going to do fun things. I'm not, I mean, she's speaking, she's breaking the fourth wall. We're going to see mm -hmm. craziness, right? I mean, it's a wild and crazy show, but um, <laughs> you know, I have a, I have a seven year old daughter that is falling in love with She-Hulk and some of the things. And um, you know, I just don't want her like that. And then also with the, the whole Mash.com thing, it's kind of, I just, I kind of wish those two things weren't in there. I understand they're trying to reach a more adult, older TV 14. That's what it's rated. But um, yeah, I just didn't, didn't care for that for that reason is because my, I just, it's not something I want to show my seven-year-old daughter. You know, uh, see, perfectly, perfectly valid reason. Yeah, why didn't like there's it. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So, Blaise, give us a little bit about the background on that end credit scene. So, first of all, I'd like to um, to let people know because there's been a lot of like people online being like, "Well, this breaks all the rules of what they're trying to do because Megan the Stallion's not a superhuman and and all this and all that." she could very well be doing a countersuit against the light elf for stealing her IP. That's mm -hmm. at the end of the day. It's that's exactly what it is. Dennis yeah. isn't a superhuman person, but they still defended him in the superhuman law division. So that was one thing that was really irking me. Uh, but as far as the scene goes, um, I believe uh, the actress who plays she Hulk uh, was a big fan of Megan the Stallion. Huge, huge Megan the, the Stallion fan. Um, so it was something that she got with the the writers and creators and wanted to make something fun of it and something that fit kind of Megan the Stallion's brand and and they they made it happen. We saw some behind the scenes uh pictures of them filming it and she's on like a oh like a four foot riser so that she could be the She-Hulk size, and you can see just by the looks on her face um, that they're just dancing and they're having a good time. It was like what we were saying earlier. It's just it's showing that these the actors and actresses in these shows can just come and they can have a good time, and that's mm -hmm. that's really what that post credit scene was. It was just yep, them doing something mm -hmm. fun with the 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 um 
the guest that they had on for the week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I mean, like I said, I, I didn't care for it, but I still get it. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, no. It's that's, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Really, and yeah. you know, it's a fun show. It's a, yeah. you and, know, exactly. and you're valid for not your reason for, for not enjoying it. I'm sure there are lots of people out there who have the same valid reason for not enjoying it. That's, that's, perfectly fine i mean nobody's like kevin stinks because he doesn't know <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> well you might because i mean it is it's hot, hot. it's hot in florida but <laughs> yeah i mean it's a part it's really fine to not like that moment but i think it does it highlights just the tongue-in-cheek fun yeah. goofiness of this show i mean like we said there's still the dark elements there's still that all that that essential core superhero moments but it's also just lots of fun so with that it let's jump not, into not to know what to expect too exactly. who they can bring on it's not just right. going to be superheroes they could just have really fun guests show up yep. and Lies. people are going to be like whoa you know they brought them there for, <laughs> right. for what and it was just like a dumb little part right i was like Speaking of that. <laughs> so shall we jump into episode four guys Let's do it. Yes. Do yeah. it. Episode four is My this new not favorite real Marvel character. magic. I think <laughs> she's everybody's new favorite Marvel character, and we'll talk about her. But let's talk about the beginning of the episode where they go to the magic cat. Well, they don't call it the magic castle, but it's literally the magic castle. It's a setup of the magic castle. For everybody who doesn't know, in Los Angeles, they have a, a place on that, called the it? magic. Yeah, it's exactly Mystic what it is. Mystic castle. Right. Mystic Mystic Manor or something. In Los Angeles, there is a very historic place called the Magic Castle. And magicians mm-hmm. join this the secret brotherhood of magicians. And I have we've had Paul Draper on the show before, and he's a member of the Magic Castle. So he's probably gonna listen to this and go, that's not what it's called, Court. But <laughs> <laughs> anyways, and what it is is they it's it used to be apartments and then it's turned into they have sh- they have different little theaters in this very catacomby kind of place. Um, you, the general public is not allowed in unless you are invited by a member. And it's very, it's a very cool place. I was lucky enough to, to go once. Thanks to Paul. Um, Play your so, cards right. You can go see Donnie Blaze. We'll be able to see Donnie Blaze. And first off, <laughs> elephant in the room, Donnie Blaze really mcu this is what you're doing to us it's not a coincidence there's nope. no absolutely way it can not. be absolutely not. absolutely not because there's actually a poster tyler do you, do you know the poster no. is that what you're gonna say okay no. so there's actually a poster in the room advertising the donnie blaze show but it says mm-hmm. johnny blaze on it hmm. that's interesting yeah. what if yeah. it's his brother <laughs> Maybe. So let's, and they let's... both join Comitage together. And look, I mean, instead of like, you know. We sure it wasn't like a shadow in the way of like the D or something. Or... I'm just I'm I'm reporting <laughs> what I what I was what I saw. But yeah, I mean it's interesting. It's, absolutely no way that's a coincidence whatsoever. Can't so no, Blythe, it's not. tell us about Donnie Blaze and and the introduction of our new favorite character. Um, so we get Donnie Blaze, he's doing some just like stage magic, um, and the crowd is not loving it. So then what does he pull out of his pocket? A sling ring. Sling ring. And he opens 
he brings uh, everyone's new favorites um, MCU character, uh, Madison with a Y. But it's not where not you think, where you think it is. <laughs> uh, brings her on stage and opens a portal to some sort of hell dimension and um, <laughs> allows her to go into said dimension. So um, just a real like just a real fun scene, right? You have Donnie Blaze, you have this this drunk woman character that's coming up and just doesn't know what's going on and i love um uh his hype man yeah. the one guy oh, that's yeah. like behind the curtain the i can't remember his name but he is yeah. he is all for everything he thinks everything that donnie blaze is wonderful yes he's he is great yeah absolutely great fantastic Do you know what's what's funny about the madison why but not where you think is it's, when I saw her character, I'm like, wow, she's going to be an annoying character. I hope I don't see anything more of her. And then at the next time, I was like, okay, well, man, they're really pushing this annoying character. And then it became just absolutely hilarious to me because the way she she's was acting, putting her with Wong. Yeah, putting her with Wong, super yep. serious. And then, hey. Absolutely <laughs> endearing. She, yep. Yeah, this episode was extremely laugh out loud, like <laughs> throughout. Yeah. Because we mm-hmm. also have to talk about, we've got, Jen looking at her to-do list. Jen doing... Okay, let's talk about the dating. we got to talk about the dating because this is a big part of it. So she decides to start dating. She puts herself on there as Jen Walters and gets nothing. And again, we get another shot of her phone lock screen, which is everybody's favorite behind Captain America's. um, Or at least my favorite. Um... And then she finally decides to put herself on as She-Hulk. And I, I love the fourth wall break in that where she looks at us and says, I'm really not proud of myself for this. But she did it anyways. And then, of course, she gets a million. So let's talk about this slew of incredibly bad dates she had. Because there's one oh, that I Lord. think that left everybody with a hmm kind of thought. So, Tyler, let's go to you on those bad dates. Yeah, no, that was. That was really, I don't know what the dating world is like right now. Um, <laughs> sadly, you know, that. I'm in my 30s too. So it's, I, it's like that. It's absolutely. If, if it's like anything that. like that out there, guys, uh, I mean, just. He, he's in he's, his 30s you know, and has God been be with, with his you. wife for who knows how long. So <laughs> he has and, absolutely and no idea what the dating world is. Bless all yeah. of you out there just trying to make your way through the dating field. Um, yeah, that was pretty. It was pretty cringy seeing a lot of these guys come through. I mean, but what do you expect? It's She Hulk. Come on, it, it's a novelty right. for a lot of them. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get those guys answering the yeah. call, and then yeah. you, you you got one in there. One of these guys mm-hmm. is a real big fan, and he was a real big fan of figuring out what could pierce her skin. Mm-hmm. That was a little odd. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know this. I think this guy came up. His name was Todd, um, and. I heard it pointed out that in at one point when they when they did post production they did the credits he was labeled in the credits as Hulk Todd. I don't know what that might <laughs> indicate. Hulk Todd. Um, interesting. I love it. Yeah, Todd Hulk. You know, Todd Hulk. I, I, yeah, I don't know why they would label him that. That that could lead somewhere. It could not. Uh, yeah. But either way, this dude is up to something, and I I really think he's part of. This, he's coming after her the same reason the Wrecking Crew came after her. I don't think he's just a rando big fan. 
who just had a lot of questions. I think he's real mm-hmm. curious for a very specific Especially reason. since he called her a specimen. Yeah. He referred her to specimen. her as a specimen. And it's like... Right. And what's going to pierce your skin? Do you know? Does automatic yeah. pierce... Or does... Uh, does vibranium do it? Vibranium pierce your skin. Yeah. I don't know. Now, <laughs> I know. I, I heard another uh, another show kind of reference that maybe, you know, it could his name's not really Todd and he could actually be uh, Stern's brother. From the comics, who turns into Madman huh. later on? That seems like a bit of a reach, but yeah, you know, I mean, maybe it will lead somewhere. I but wonder if we have um, some sort of like, like bounty hunter situation going on, where whoever whoever the mm-hmm. boss is that's trying to get the blood isn't just sent out the wrecking crew. He's mm-hmm. made like some sort of post <laughs> on the dark web, and all these these different right. people are going to start coming out the woodwork trying to figure out how to get her blood and give it to the boss so that they can they can cash in on whatever the out through the crime syndicates. yeah mm-hmm. so with that i i can see I like that it. yeah and then we're getting court cases but just the behind the scenes is all of a sudden she's going to start getting attacked more and more yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's interesting which what you guys i i like that theory which could lead into next week when we know that next week daredevil is going to show up well and, and also who's and the... so is titania is going to show back up next week Tyler, you know, I don't remember the character's name. It's like, it's not Leapfrog. It's something like that, right? With what? the thing with the goggles and he like yeah, flies it's, away. It's Leapfrog. It's Leapfrog. It, he's a yeah. villain too, right? I do believe so. So he could, he possibly is another bounty hunter. That may be mm-hmm. how they're introducing all these little villains. So we see Leapfrog, we see the Wrecking Crew, whoever this Todd guy mm-hmm. is. Like, these are all people trying mm-hmm. to get her okay. blood for mm-hmm. some. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that yeah, I like that a lot. That's really good. Um, mm. That leads us. We we do have to go back just just a bit because Madison shows up at Comertage, and we get our first Madison and Wongers interaction. <laughs> but more importantly, he asks her where what. Where did you come from? What dimension? What cut rate magician sent you where? And what does she? First off, Kevin, what does she come out of that portal holding in her hand? And what does she say she had to do to get sent elsewhere? She came out with a heart in her hand, first of all, and (laughs) says she had to give, what was it, seven drops of her blood to a man with a goat face? A goat god. Yeah. (laughs) A goat goat demon. Goat demon. demon. So that's right. And then she's not allowed to talk about it or else all of her friends and family are going to die. So (laughs) that's right, listeners. We're back on the Mephisto train. (laughs) Yeah. So Mephisto. We're not going to be as psychotic as we were during WandaVision, but I think it's... Oh, yes, we are. Yes, we are. But I think it's important to say that there's a lot of stuff that says... Now... Mephisto's confirmed. We have conspiracy. There's still still a little bit more left of the episode that we will talk about, but I want to get into Tyler's theory. He, He blew all of our minds before we started the episode. Tyler... What is your theory on Madison and Mephisto? All right. Well, you know, going back and forth, and I know you guys have yours, and I have one that I've been tossing around to, and I, it's the most fun thing that I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to stick to it. And she, she had to give the drops of her blood. She made a deal with a demon. She made a deal with the devil. Made a deal mm-hmm. with Mephisto. Madison is going to be Ghost Rider. 
So <laughs> you heard just it here wait. first. It's just Madison wait. with a Y, and it's not where you think it is. There you go. Ends up being Ghost Rider. Okay. We said it first. Well, <laughs> and just putting it out there. If it sticks. It sticks. Blaze, <laughs> what was I, your theory on it? I think Blaze and Kevin were a little more viable. Oh yeah. In, in oh, yeah theirs, okay. But... <laughs> yeah, we're going. The the other two had a good idea. So let's let's hear from the two of you, Kevin and Blaze. Go for Hi, it, Kevin. I just think it'd be crazy if she is actually Mephisto. If like now she is the embodiment and you're like, aha, she's with Wong, you know, have a drink. And then all of a sudden you see like where Wong's actually knocked out and now she's able to be Mephisto. She transforms this entire time. It's been a big play. That just sounds just like a very there watching, thing. Watching the Sopranos in Mephisto form. You know? right. So we yeah. will... We will get back to Wong in just a second because Blyce has something he wants to conspiracy theory with everybody. Oh. But let's let's go ahead and finish off the episode really quickly. <laughs> that. So Johnny Blaze, I swear to God, that name is it's Johnny Blaze. It's means something or they're just messing with us. Johnny Blaze with his sling ring and his necklace with Conchu's head on it. Yeah. Right. I said it. Said it a minute. I'm here to represent it. Um opens up another portal and all of a sudden these weird bat fat baby type demons Goblins. come flying out <laughs> and then he goes and runs to wong to get help because he can't contain them and then of course wong interrupts jen on her date and i personally laughed extremely hard when he said why are you answering your phone oh i see why yeah. And then he yeah. does the whole hurry up. I feel like your dad. I feel like yeah. your dad. <laughs> and then they go and they fight. They fight the fat, weird, bat, baby, demon thingies. What am I supposed them. to do? You're a Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> Be a Hulk. So she started smashing them. I do like the fact that she said this is, you know, these are billable hours. Like yeah. a true attorney. Yeah. He does yeah. that. Um, but the one thing I also want to mention is it's pretty interesting. I personally think the demon, the dimension that they kept throwing them back into looks an awful lot like where they went in Multiverse of Madness for the temple to the Scarlet Witch and the Dark Cold was that. Oh, but the, snow, the snowy world? Be, uh-huh. Yeah, I yeah. just could be, you know, just projecting because I love the Scarlet Witch. But, but, but they were coming out of where Mephisto's at. Yeah, I mean, they're coming out from from beneath and they're throwing him into this other world so um and and going back to that is at the base this is a lawyer show she holds a big scary demon baby over his head and says are you gonna honor the cease and desist now (laughs) (laughs) and then she goes back pretty pretty quick on her feet (laughs) yep she goes back and gets her man which kind of made me sad in the morning but yeah she did yeah in that's straight from a comic where she fireman carries a guy into the other room. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar, she's notoriously a horn dog, and she has had relationships with just about every male member of the Avengers that you could pop, and some villains. So mm-hmm. it's right on par for her. Anyways, Kevin, thoughts? I well, see you, a little see off- you want to no, a little off subject on that part, but it's just you reminded me of something whenever she's like, hey, uh, are you going to sign our cease and desist now? Is I find it interesting the way her acting is, is that you see her think about this stuff in real time. 
Like she all of a sudden she's like, oh, I don't know what to do. I know what to do. And it's, it's kind of cool to watch her go through the lawyer process, if you will. I, I enjoy that mm-hmm. aspect. Well, it harkens yep, back to, to episode one where she keeps telling Bruce, he keeps saying, you're going you're gonna to be a superhero. You need to do this to be a superhero. And she's like, I'm not a superhero. I'm a lawyer. So in that uh-huh. moment, when she's doing superhero things, at the end of the day, she's still a lawyer. She still yeah. lawyers the situation. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. it's really cool, to, like you said, to see that whole thing play out where she is. She's not just a Hulk. Like she's she's Jen Walters, and she's uh, at the end of the day, she's a she's a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And so the next morning, after her successful date with the pediatrician or i don't know whatever he is pediatric oncologist there you go that the, the jerk guy um he, <laughs> she, he wakes up to jen and is not having any of it no nope. yeah, what's up with that he wanted, are, yeah, he wanted she hulk he wanted she hulk he didn't want he didn't want so jen. nice he had me convinced i was getting we, ready to swipe right <laughs> Listen, we've all been in that situation (laughs) where you wake up and you're like, oh, I was expecting a big green seven foot girl. What is this? Yeah. I'm going to go. Come into play. So, yeah. So then he leaves. But then we get the doorbell rings and there is a process server. Oh, so funny. Yeah. I recognize a process server when I see one. (laughs) (laughs) again at the heart it is a lawyer show it's so good and she's being sued by titania because titania has copyrighted she hulk and so next episode i feel next episode is just going to be hysterical oh it's because we're getting we're getting daredevil we're getting titania well, the yeah, actress that played Titania is 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 a legit comedian. She's yeah. hilarious. Oh, she's hilarious. Yeah, and she—if you guys don't watch her, watch her TikTok or her Twitter. She is having the most fun being Titania. Titania. Yeah, like at what part of the publicity stunt that she did is she actually went out as Titania and graffitied over She Hulk posts. Oh, yeah. that was a real thing. Yeah, that was no, real. that was real. I, mean, I thought that was like maybe stunt. put on by the producers. Said, okay, we're gonna pay you to go over here and do this, like a you know promotional no, stunt. I mean, it was a promotional stunt, but well, yeah, she physically she really went did out it yeah. and did it. It's That's like awesome. it was. They didn't do it on a soundstage. She went out. They found some posters they had up, and she spray painted Titania over the top of all of them. <laughs> I mean, That's she's great. having a blast as Titania. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited because we're this. We only got a little taste of her in episode one, and now we're finally going to get to see her. And she is, she is the arch nemesis, the chief adversary to She-Hulk in the comics. So it's going to yeah. be a blast. Now let me tell you, the episode three when we found out everything that went on with Blonsky and Wong, and everything we saw with Wong in this episode. <clears throat> I kind of, uh, you know, it's been weird. It's been like, this isn't the Wong we thought we knew. Like, it's, it's, he's super, you know, <laughs> dedicated to his job. Yeah, right? he's super yeah. different you know, he's than de- he has dedicated been. to his job. Oh. Like, the whole time, I've seriously been thinking, like, I, I never would have thought, like, when you guys brought that, the whole thing up with, like, when uh, Blonsky said I was forced. And we were like, mm-hmm. no, Wong wouldn't mm-hmm. do that. It turns out he did. He, he grabbed him up out of there. He did do it. Like, we were he like, wait a it. minute. You know, I, I was like, no way. 
it's but, uh, almost so like he's a different person. I know a guy who's got a few thoughts on Wong <laughs> that yeah, we've discussed I think maybe this week. We know a guy. So let's get let's, let's you guys, get a, you guys. into the beat of that. Hey, hey, guys. Wong's a scroll. Oh, you heard it here Lord. first. You, you heard it here on iHeartGeek first. Up. He's been talking about <laughs> Magic this for a week, scroll. listeners, so here you go. Oh All right, God. give it to us, Blyes. Give it to us. Why it's is not wrong a, a magic? And... Okay, so he is a magic and scroll. It, is, it but... is not hard to believe, to be honest. So we got yeah. no. this it, it weekend. Is... We got a big reminder that Secret Invasion is right around the corner, yep. which means mm-hmm. that Scrolls. we are going to start seeing different people that we've seen in the universe plugged in as scrolls. Wong does not seem to be the same person that he has been since we met him in Doctor Strange 1. He's doing weird things. He's all over the place. Like, he's he's the per he story wise would be the perfect person to slate in as a scroll because he's messing around with things that he shouldn't be messing with. He's doing stuff that isn't necessarily what you would think the Sorcerer Supreme is supposed to be doing just really, really iffy. And he's getting pretty cozy with uh, Mephisto. If Madison is Mephisto. That's true. That's true. Yak yep, milk yep. and gin and tonics. Yep. So, and if if and there's know, anything... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I know, I know Kevin had some thoughts on that as far as, you know, if he is a scroll in the whole mm-hmm. Sorcerer Supreme deal and who takes up that role. Uh, Blythe and Kevin have been going on about that quite a bit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hit us, Kevin. Well, that's it. First of all, if he is a scroll, it would kind of make sense a little bit because he's been in so many movies, right? Like, we've seen him a lot for a Sorcerer Supreme. The flip yeah. side, though, you're telling me the Sorcerer Supreme, the one that's supposed to keep co- uh, the reality together around us, right? Protect Earth from attacks. The Satan's Torum, everything, is a scroll. Well, then Mephisto would, like, come, come as Madison and... Oh. Uh, no. I just don't see it. <laughs> I, don't see it. <laughs> I just... I think it, at this point in the universe, you could say that scrolls either have the ability to learn the mystic art. So in that, in that fashion, he could be. A scroll could be Sorcerer Supreme if he reached a high enough level. We've seen other races use the mystic arts in multiverse mm-hmm. of madness multiverse so, of madness. yeah it could be that they does or in scroll lore when they take over the form of somebody the way they do that is they use their dna and who's to say when they took the dna of wong they didn't also obtain the powers of being a sorcerer well and i mean the other point that you brought up is that in the blip the sort Doctor Strange was gone for five years. Who's to say that that Wong wasn't replaced at that time? Maybe he That's did true. get blip. Maybe he didn't. We don't know. We assume that I Wong would was say... there because in Multiverse of Madness, they intimate that he became Sorcerer Supreme because Steven was gone because of the blip. I'm under the impression that it was while he was a target associate. <laughs> I think they, they found the them yep. a, you know, a target associate. Yeah. Just, nobody's gonna miss this guy. <laughs> then he becomes a librarian at Comitage. Yeah. You know, and then now he's the sorcerer <laughs> supreme. 
You know, it's like, you know, nobody's going to miss this guy. Talk I need a body. about the American well, dream. And, <laughs> and, I mean, the other thing that, that blindly mentioned, that, that if Wong does end up being a scroll, if this, this occurs, then that frees up the role of the Sorcerer Supreme to actually be filled by Doctor Strange. Because... Right. He is the Sorcerer Supreme. He needs, he needs to be the to Sorcerer be. Supreme at some point before before Secret Wars. That, yeah. That, yeah. That title change has to happen at some point. Yeah. I don't and see I mean, them going because, beyond Secret Wars and then, then doing a Sorcerer Supreme yeah. change. And I mean, he is theoretically, when he is with Clea in the comics, he is the Sorcerer Supreme at that point in time, too. And... He, we left off Dude. multiverse of Venice of him running off with Clea to go deal with Dormammu and with, all with this a other third stuff. Eye. So I mean, yeah, I mean, so <laughs> it, it. I'm not Ooh. saying he's right. I'm not saying he's wrong, but Blyze could be right, and it would by making Wong a scroll, it opens up a whole lot of other things that could occur within the MCU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's fun for Benedict Wong to be like, "Hey, guess what? I was a scroll the whole time." I <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. I'm going to keep my wits about me when I'm shopping in Target from now on. <laughs> there you go. They come after you in Target, probably in the electronic aisle. That's how they come in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's quickly talk about the QR code and some more of the little Easter eggs that we haven't talked talk about. Um, Tyler, you can tell us what the QR code in Episode 3 was because I forget yeah, the comment. You that found is, that on, a, what is it, Pug? That's his name? Pug's a laptop there when he was he was on his laptop you see a little qr code and you scan it it takes you to i believe uh savage she hulk number two and that's when she's learning her learning her powers that particular comic and qr code and everything i have no clue why exactly they chose that one for that episode tell you what episode four's qr code that comic uh-oh. There's some here. relevancy here. Okay, here listeners, Tyler and I drove <laughs> Blyze and Kevin crazy this week. As we if were... you think my scroll theory <laughs> is nuts, listen to what these guys have to say. Because This is all we do so... for the entire week is just have theories. <laughs> this stuff. is, you guys, this is what we do. Like, And check us out on TikTok because sometimes we pull some of these polos that we do and we put them on TikTok and you can see how exactly strange, really strange we are <laughs> when we're not talking to you on the, the podcast. So episode four, the QR code um, is on her match.com. It is on the Jennifer or matcher or whatever they call it, the dating profile, but for Jennifer, not for She-Hulk. Um, and it takes you to West Coast Avengers number four from 1989 which is part of the Atlantis attacks um, arc that happened. And it is the gather now ye seven brides, which Kevin likes to hearken to the seven soulmates um, in this episode or in this comic, the, a high priest of the deviant God set. That's right. I said set y'all bring a bell. Moon Knight gathers together seven brides in order to release set upon the world he needs their combined mm-hmm. powers those seven brides are jean gray sue storm she hulk storm scarlet witch dagger and andromeda and andromeda is the daughter of a who we will see in 
Black Panther, Wakanda Not forever. a coincidence. Um, we got the seven soulmates. Right. And, Do- and Donnie Blaze is wearing a conchu necklace. Yeah, I mean, in all in all actuality, if with the exception of of Andromeda, we have seen six of the seven brides. If we count yeah, the old count Fantastic the, Fours, which I don't yeah. think we do, and X Men, um, and X Men, which we don't, we can't really count because I don't know if Dark Phoenix or any of that stuff counts. So we don't well, really we got technically. The, we got the. Da-na-na-na-na. That's enough yeah. of a connection for me to the yeah, cartoon. I mean, we've gotten Storm. We've got yeah. So I mean, we've got we have Dagger, we have Scarlet Witch, we have She Hulk. Okay, that's a read. Those are the ones we have. The rest of them we technically have not seen in the MCU. Um, but there is a there is a scroll in this that gets attacked, which leads into Blaze's the theory. Only relevancy um, that this comic has to this show no, is that also, scrolls are involved also she hulk unleashes a leviathan type creature which we have seen in what if and is technically referenced in the agent carter tv show which is the russian arm of hydra it's known as the leviathan so what this particular comic actually means and connects to this episode of she hulk your guess is good as mine but I read it when I was a kid and it's cool. So read it. It's free. <laughs> Very purposeful. You should yes. definitely look as far into these as possible. <laughs> Not like mm. flies. It just dismisses everything. <laughs> so have we, I think we've hit all of the, the pertinent Easter eggs and all sorts of fun conspiracy theories. Um, Stan Lee's name did get mentioned in this episode. So that's a nice little, we love you, Stan. Thanks for, creating this world for us so if guys if we're done let's get our final thoughts on these two episodes and what we're kind of hoping for in the next four episodes or five episodes next because there's nine total kevin take us out thoughts i i'm absolutely having so much fun with this show uh i was i came into this show with high hopes and they're they're at my hopes and exceeding my hopes. They, they're doing exactly actually more than what I was expecting. I love it. Great, great show. I applaud. I applaud Marvel. Tyler. Uh, yeah, no, these episodes were good. Like I said, episode four is my favorite so far. They had a lot of real fun stuff in it. A lot of stuff you can draw from things. You can craft wild series, you know, that are definitely going to come true later on. Um, just so imagine you know, it, it this show uh it just it it has had so much potential to do so much and connect to so much because it just it could be like a hub for everything all these heroes just coming through and these lawsuits and you know and we see them later on you know these plots and you know i want i want more exposition on what's going on with this whole trying to get her blood thing i hope they don't just keep teasing us with that I and mean, we need to blow that mm-hmm. out of the water here but we're going to deal with titania first mm-hmm. maybe that's connected um I know that like the actress was talking about in an interview how we're, there's still more characters who've never been in the MCU that are supposed to come through, um, mm-hmm. which which we've talked about before. You know, you could just be passing through the law firm and Howard the Duck sitting on somebody's desk over there. You know, like yeah. oh my god, that would be amazing. That would be great. I'm still waiting for Howard the Duck, uh, holding holding out for that one. But uh, <laughs> no, it's it's been a good ride. I, I enjoy it. Lies, if that's your real name, if you're not a scroll. <laughs> I think he is. Um, 
Mm-hmm. It would make sense, actually. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> we figured oh, yeah. it out. Um, really good episodes. Uh, Marvel just they just keep coming. Um, I was just thinking too that as much as when so we when these shows first started, we got WandaVision and we got all the stuff of like Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Loki, and all those things. Back then, everything felt more serious. Yeah, I would love the shows for for what they they were, and I loved them when they came out. But I think this is the phase of the Marvel TV shows that I'm having the best time with because not only are they seeding things for the future, they're messing with the narrative of the MCU. They're having fun while they're doing it. It's not all like doom and gloom and and just serious all the time. It's a Doctor Doom and Gloom. Um, maybe that's who Todd is. If you rearrange oh the letters in Todd, yeah. they spell almost spell Doom. <laughs> almost, almost. D O. There you go. That's all you need. That's all you need. Um, but yeah, they're just they're having fun, and they're allowing us to have fun as the mm-hmm. as the people who are, are taking these in and, and theory crafting and and watching, not being at D twenty three, but refreshing twitter and refreshing tiktok and refreshing everything so that we can find out that next juicy piece of news so good on them for what they're at least doing. there's no screaming goats in this one. Oh, that's true <laughs> that's true they weren't that bad <laughs> i haven't watched it yet oh my god get out what? of here Courtney. you being a marvel cult she's not allowed not yeah. seen it yet <laughs> I, i've been really busy i'm actually planning on watching it tonight so anywho that you guys can pick up me later so I agree. I think this is just, this is with Miss Marvel. We had a lot of fun and this one we're having even more fun. And this, this is a great direction to take because clearly secret invasion is going to be just dark. Some dark. And, yeah. Yeah. And sinister. So, I mean, the fact that they can lighten it great. up. And I think we've, I think we've mentioned multiple times on these shows each one of these Marvel shows is a different genre and animal. And at this point in time, they're just having as much fun and doing whatever they want. And it works. It all yeah. works for the characters that they bring in. So I, I'm really having a blast. I, but I'm also a huge She-Hulk fan. And I feel that having you know read her since I was a kid, this is right where she's supposed to be. I mean, this feels like what she's supposed to be and i will fight anyone who says it's incorrect so she i'll meet you all outside <laughs> um i am really excited to see daredevil next episode mm. i am really curious to see who the big bad is going to be because we know we're going to get a big bad i don't think it's going to be titania but the leader the battle yeah i mean it could be the leader Very well could um be. i know that and I'm really, really curious to see who else shows up because they've really built up this. Okay, here's here's a guest star. Here's a guest star. Here's a guest star. And I and you know they're going to continue this on the whole time. Um, I know Blyze is holding out for Ben Grimm. Um, I would be interesting. Maybe we'll get somebody from the Eternals who might show up. The only reason I say that because in this week's QR coded comic book. There's lots of mention of the Eternals, and in fact, Circe is in there, and she's the one that helps get the the women back. So, who knows? What but, if what if she she because Wolverine had a bar fight? What if she has to like try? They wouldn't 
introduce him there, but I'm just there's so many things I mean, you can do with the show. He's already been introduced. We just haven't seen him yet. I don't know. I mean, what would be really interesting is if the ones that we see, we know nothing about the casting for. So yeah. it could be. It could be. I mean, at D three, they did not announce who the casting for Fantastic Four is going to be. If Ben Grimm shows up, it's going to be an absolute surprise who it is because we don't have any clue. I mean, so if we get things like the leader and we get, I mean, but we know who the leader is casting wise, I believe. Yeah, we already know who that is. We know who the hood is. But I mean, it'd be really interesting if they decide to take this show and say, hey, guess what? We didn't tell you at D23 because we were saving it as a surprise for She-Hulk. So here you go. Because she does play a big role in the Fantastic Four in the comics, so it it just it makes sense. And the the outfit she wears in the trailer when she faces off with Daredevil when he's in his red and yellow suit that is actually indicative of her Fantastic Four, one of her Fantastic Four suits. So mm. who knows? Who knows? But that's a show. Thank you, listeners, for joining us and listening to our crazy theories. We're going to do it again next week because that's what we do. And with me is Kevin and Tyler and Blize. And check us out on social media and on TikTok and all of those crazy places. And our website, which is iheartgeek.com. Use the con. We paid extra for it, as Dub likes to say. And so there you go. Keep on geeking on, guys. But this dope. Not where you think. <laughs> You've been listening to the latest episode of the iHeartGeek Show. Make sure you visit our website at www.iheartgeekshow.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you check us out on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And keep on geeking on to all of you geek rock stars.